welcome to the Salted Caramel Podcast. This is a show where we have the great gift of blasting out each other's faith stories to the ends of the earth of all our listeners all around the world in Japan and Mexico and Brazil. We have so many listeners, but we're really geared towards Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I'm the stewardship director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. My name's David Cook, and with me is my very hopeful co-host, Jody Curtis. Jody, who's our guest today? David, our guest today is Deanne Miller, and I'm so excited to have her with us today. Deanne, tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection with Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I Well, thank you so much for having me, both of you. You are both hopeful and joyful. <laughs> I am um, a wife and a mom. Those are my favorite things to be. So Mike and I have been married 31 years, and we have four young adult children, nice. ages 17 to 25. Nope. And we actually, um, I'm a convert to the faith uh, that we can maybe talk about a little bit later, but I, we have been parishioners at Our Lady of Mount Carmel about, I think it's now been about 11 years. And it was really our oldest daughter who brought us to Our Lady through the um, high school ANIAC program. She was loving it so much and was preparing for confirmation. And we, when we first moved back to Indianapolis, we were over at St. Monica's that we were living over by there. And then we moved to Carmel and we were at St. Mary Goretti for a short time. And then Sydney started going through, you know, ANIAC and loving it. And stole you away. Stole us away. Well, we're so fortunate to have so many amazing parishes in oh, this yeah. area. Right. But yeah, it was, it's just been an incredible uh, second home for us. That's yeah, awesome. it's been awesome. Yeah, it's 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 just basically Carmel's kind of this nice little Catholic hub. It's a little Catholic paradise, and I don't know these parishes around here are amazing comparatively. <laughs> well, they're just so vibrant, and yeah. Our Lady of Mount Carmel, especially. I mean, it just it it's incredible how present the Holy Spirit is <laughs> in this parish. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Now, Dan, I know you grew up Greek Orthodox, and I'm I don't know that much about Greek Orthodox. Did you? have a relationship with Jesus in very much faith? so yeah. oh yes yeah and in fact the um, Greek Orthodox faith is very similar to Catholicism um, I, I thought you were going to say they actually have more personal relationships <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I won't do any comparisons but um, <laughs> no grew up in a very faithful and faith filled and you know deep spiritual home um, my parents uh, just uh, incredible people and love my Orthodox upbringing actually mm -hmm. and I I always like to say that when I um, entered into the Catholic Church, I wasn't giving that up. I was just enhancing my relationship yeah, with yeah. Jesus oh, through the Catholic faith. And that um, really just came about. My husband is Catholic. And yeah. after our second daughter was born, I just had such a strong urge to create unity in our family and mm -hmm. and have one um, one church home. Mm -hmm. And um, and and Mike's a cradle Catholic, but he when I was going through our CIA, he learned so much too. Yeah. So that was fun, you know. I mean, it just it, you relearn things obviously at different times in your life. So you know, going through RCIA was a lot of that stuff you already kind of grew up practicing, or things you knew but had a twist on it. Or no, I really, you know, even though we were very faith filled and and mm -hmm. you know, um, my parents did a beautiful job of raising us in the faith. No, I, I either I wasn't listening <laughs> growing up, um, and I just really approached it with fresh eyes and um, kind of just a brand new, you know, I, I, one of my favorite scriptures is 
Revelations 21.5, Behold, I make all things new. And I really felt like that was a time for me to really become a new person in Christ. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So was there any one moment besides getting married that actually like was a concrete moment, jumping in, I'm going to become Catholic, Roman Catholic? Well, that was really, um, you know, as our family was growing, mm-hmm. that was really the impetus. I, you know, again, that unity mm-hmm. really. Um, and I was I, not necessarily mature, but ready to delve deeper, to really, um, really establish a personal, deeper relationship with Jesus. And, um, and, you know, of course, the Blessed Mother. And in the Greek Orthodox tradition, Mary is a very big deal, too. But I didn't necessarily grow up knowing that or, or having really a relationship with her. But um, that was, you know, that was definitely a draw yeah. <laughs> for me coming into the Catholic faith. That's awesome. And what is your life like in Christ now? Oh, I mean, doesn't exist without him. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, for any of us, right? But he truly just every part of, you know, every part of my day, just that God is there. Um, and, and, the the older I get, the more I realize he's never not there. Um, and so, you know, I, I really do. I've, I've had so many beautiful examples in my life of people who really just incorporate prayer into every part of their day, the mundane, the all of it. And, you know, intentional prayer time, of course, mm-hmm. but also just kind of throughout the day. And so I really strive to live that way, that, you know, recognizing that, Really, nothing is happening without yeah. God's um, hand in it, and um, and I'm so grateful. I'm just I'm in awe always. I hope to never not be in awe mm-hmm. of God's love and His mercy. Yeah. It seems like those two things go hand in hand. If you are grateful, you kind of recognize that God's always present because God's the one who gave you that gift. Whether it's oh, you gave me the gift of pizza today, you know, or you gave me the gift of my life back, or whatever it was. As long as you are grateful, you kind of recognize, you reorder creation instead of this is something I deserve, this is something I expect. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, God gave that to me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Recognizing truly everything as a gift, exactly. and that's what I loved, even with the Our Lady of Mount Carmel um, campaign, with the you know, grateful no matter what. Mm-hmm. Truly, no matter what, yeah. you know, like the, it, it. I don't know who came up with that. Was it you? Like, no, it was, it was a combination of Jeff Worrell and Vicki Yamasaki and uh, a committee that okay. they had. So it was perfect. Yeah, it really is perfect. You know, in scripture itself, you know, we're, we're instructed rejoice always, yeah, you know, pray exactly. continually. All these, you know, these aren't just words. I mean, these are mm-hmm. that's how we are to live. And yeah. um, and and again, I go back to so many amazing people in my life that just live that way and, you know, model it so beautifully. Mm-hmm. So one uh Excuse me for getting personal, but you did a unified faith in your family. How did you live out that faith for your children? What were some examples or tips or tricks you could give people to instill the faith into your kids? Well, I think, again, you just have to... You have to be intentional about living your faith and not so much through words, um, but more so through your actions. So, of course, attending, you know, weekly mass, Mm -hmm. obviously Sunday mass. Um, As the kids have gotten older, I've been fortunate, you know, my time has allowed for me to attend daily mass and adoration. And, you know, they every day is a feast day, you know, where (laughs) they make fun of me. But I'm like, listen, that's how generous God is. So we try to celebrate, you know, just all all the the 
beautiful graces that are part of our faith. Um, so really just living it. You know, I, I, I appreciate how my parents raised all of us. I have four brothers and they would just, they modeled, um, living in and for Christ with us. And so it's just what I know. Um, certainly not doing it perfectly uh, most times, but trying just to, um, and really looking, uh, you know, I, I, I absolutely love the Blessed Mother and the model of perfection in terms of virtue. So just asking for her intercession and looking to her as the example. Yeah. And that what role has the Blessed Mother played in your faith journey? Well, I would say along the lines of Jesus, like, I can't imagine my life without a, a relationship with her. And that's and that hasn't always been the case. And really, um, it just in again, in God's generosity, through um, different things that he's called me to, and, and really a particular love for the rosary, um, is where I started really cultivating that devotion to her. It is. It's so incredible. And um, and really relying on her intercession, especially to fill in the gaps as a mother, you know, when I'm not equipped or capable to um, be the mother to my children mm -hmm. that uh, or to our children, um, you know, just asking for her intercession. And and now I get to spend you know a lot of my time in the in an apostolate that is rooted in the rosary and yeah. a very Marian apostolate. And she's just my girl. I mean, she's just <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell adventure with Mary. Yeah. yeah. Tell us more about your ministry and your apostle. Oh, gosh. Well, the, again, this just so, shows God's mercy. So um, in my teenage years, I um, went through a, a really tough time for several years with disordered eating mm -hmm. and a destruction of my body. Not intentionally, but, you know, out of control, wanting to have control of everything. I didn't recognize that that's what it was about at the time. Mm -hmm. But God just never left me. And he put people in my life just to real, you know, start that healing process and, and really redeemed that um, it, through many years. But also um, then several years later to the present now has called me through my dear friend, Colleen Scariano, and I um, to an apostolate called Soul Corps. And it's a um, combination of prayer and movement. So we're engaged in the body and the soul in prayer. But it is rooted in, in the prayers of the rosary. And as a convert, I would always, I would pray the rosary mm -hmm. when I entered the Catholic Church, but I only because I thought I was supposed to. I didn't understand truly that it was the summary of the Gospels. And there's virtues, you know, that are, we're called to live out. And, so much more to meditate on. Oh, it's just, it's such a treasure. And so, again, in, in God's goodness, he just mm -hmm. has revealed all that. Mm -hmm. And and now, um, you know, again, in his generosity, allows us to share, redeemed me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, many, many years from the, from the um, disordered eating. But I look now all these years later and know that he was preparing me for this very, for such a time as this, um, you know, from going for, to destructing the body to having such reverence and appreciation and mm -hmm. gratitude for the gift, the miracle of our yeah, bodies and to be able to use it now through this apostolate. Nice. Have you ever done soul core? I have. You have? Yes, I, I have the videos. Oh man, so. I survived maybe like one decade. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, done. <laughs> I love it. You're reminding me that I should um, start that up again because yeah, I yeah. was in the habit of doing it for a while. Oh, and man. 
never stop doing it. it oh, and really, it's 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 prayer focused, and yeah. the movements are always just an invitation. But you know, we're created body and soul. It's important to nurture mm-hmm. both and and care for both. And and it's not a an exterior. It's an interior strengthening mm-hmm. spiritually and physically. It's mm-hmm. you know, so we can be a fit instrument really to do God's yeah. will. I love that. And um, Deanne, where can our listeners find out more about Soul Clore? Oh, well, that's so nice. Um, <laughs> the website, just S-O-U-L-C-O-R-E.com, soulcore.com, mm-hmm. is, it has you know everything there and social media at Soulcore Project. I believe it's going on during Lent, Tuesdays at 2 p.m., right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Molly and Allie, mm-hmm. two of our just amazing on fire Soulcore leaders are offering it here uh, at Our Lady during Lent yeah, mm-hmm. at 2 p.m. Exactly. I don't go. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a whirl. (laughs) Uh, Again, I like to get more personal, but can we, uh, you know, backtrack to disordered eating? How did God kind of get you through that path? And then ultimately, you know, to treating the body as a temple, as a gift, what what were some things that happened? Well, I appreciate you asking, Ashley, because it allows me to share just the goodness of God. That's a great um, answer. I think that's enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. So that was all about, um, for me, it was con- a control thing, which is so interesting because mm-hmm. everything was clearly out of control. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think everyone can relate at some point in their lives that you feel like, oh, gosh, now I'm too far gone. Now what? You know, mm-hmm. how, what, what do I do? And it was all I, I, I. How am I doing this? It was very mm-hmm. self-reliant. And I really, ultimately, I was so tired. I was so tired of trying to be in control. And it it became about the food and and excessive Mm -hmm. exercise because that's the one thing I could control. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really about that, but that's just how it manifested Mm -hmm. itself. And I didn't know this at the time, of course. Um, And... And we had just moved to Indiana, and we had we had moved several times prior to that, and and our family always grew closer in every move. Um, and but this particular one, I was entering high school, just everyone was kind of in their own, um, you know, different um, paths, if you will, in different times of their life in my family, and. I think, not I think, what what ultimately has been revealed, I just felt this sense of where do I belong and what's my worth and, you know, just the unworthiness and all that. And, and so then it manifested that way. But I really finally got to the point that I was, I was really just like tired, like throwing the towel. God, you've got to help me. <laughs> Truly. That's awesome. And that well, full it surrender. Awesome at the time. No, no, but it actually really was. And, and I didn't, I really didn't know scripture very well, you know, at that point, but I, I did kept hearing or keep hearing, um, you know, basically the scripture, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? You know, and and then even in John, Jesus asked, do you wish to be well? And I was ready to say, I was finally ready to say, yes, I wish to be well, and I know I can't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is, and my family was amazing, you know, through it, but I really, until I was ready for God to, to heal this, I, you know, it, it, the destruction kept happening. Um, and then it was like game on. He would just, you know, put people in my life and including my now husband, uh-huh. but this was in college at that time. And just dear friends that here's what I love is they didn't know what to do. And that's a hard thing. You're a teenager and, you know, it's everyone's going through their own thing. And then, you know, to kind of face these conversations that are not easy. So it's not that they even knew what to do. I just, they were present. 
I just knew that they were walking with me. And again, a lot of this has been revealed to me later. I didn't understand all the time, but, um, and that, and, and really, um, God really did redeem that and just gave me such a healthy, reverence and um, relationship back to, you know, healthy food and, and moderate exercise. And, and, and I, I really did. I made a silent vow, you know, to God that at that time that, you know, I, I want to just honor this gift of, of, you know, my life and and the body that you've, where every one of our bodies is an absolute miracle. Mm -hmm. And um, to really honor and glorify him as we're called to do in the Bible as well. (laughs) So all these different scriptures, you know, and these, um, these promises from God were, were really coming to life in real time for me. Yeah. And then all these years later now, this shows his generosity to Mm -hmm. allow to call me to an apostolate that is rooted in caring for the body and the soul, um, it, it, it's astounding to me that that he'll use anyone. <laughs> Truly, that's beautiful. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that story with us and our listeners. As I'm sure many of our our listeners have been through some type of struggle in their life, right? Mm -hmm. You said yours manifested yours in in that manner of eating, but we all have different struggles at different times that manifest different ways. So, I love how you responded to, I mean, it seems like all these struggles have to culminate in some sort of rock bottom. I've reached the end. I can't do it by myself. Lord, I need you. You know, and it seemed like you had that moment. And then once you said, Lord, I need you, we got to do this together. He's like, okay, here's this friend. Here's this response. Here's what you're going to do. And you kind of, it just clicked. You know, it wasn't an easy journey, but it seems like that kind of happens. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and honestly, I can say I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows how intimate and personal God is with each of us. And I don't wish that upon anybody. I'm not saying everyone has to go through yeah, that to come to a place of reverence, you know, of, of, for your body and soul. But... He knew that I needed to go through that mm-hmm. so that he could heal mm-hmm. and redeem that. Mm-hmm. And um, but we have to let him. Yeah. And only by his grace was I and exhaustion and just ready to just recognize there's no way on my own mm-hmm. that this is going to, um, you know, there's going to be a change and a healing without him. Mm-hmm. Um and, and my mom has a saying, so cute. She says, you know, God just won't leave us alone. And I love that about him. <laughs> and it's so true. It's it's so That's true. Awesome. Even in the times that you feel very isolated or just so despairing, he just mm-hmm. he just never left me alone. Yeah. Nice. And Deanne, Jesus has given each of us unique gifts to help spread his mission and and the gospel. What do you think are some of those unique gifts that he has given you? Well, these are such good questions, you guys. Um, I grew up in a family that is all about relationships and hospitality and community and joy you know, if you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, it's pretty much, you know, my family. Um, so I would say that I think God given and family, um, practiced, I would say that those are gifts. I really, I do. I, 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 
love relationships. I love building relationships. I love people's stories. I love um, sitting around a table, breaking bread, just conversation. You know, that's just that, that that's where I'm happiest when people are gathered and, you know, we can mm-hmm. we can just be with each other and hospitality and community mm-hmm. and a lot of laughter, and <laughs> <laughs> a lot of joy and the tears, all of it. <laughs> That's awesome. How are you uh, staying salty, we would say? How are you uh, keeping to be a good disciple in Christ today? Oh, asking God to help me do so every single day and, and asking for Our Lady's intercession. Um, and and I think it's Mother Teresa that said, we're not you know, called to be perfect, but just to be faithful. So just really just trying to be faithful um, receiving the sacraments as often as possible, um, and and really being intentional about who I and who we surround ourselves with that make us salty, uh, help us, you know, to keep us accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the beauty of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I mean, there are so many opportunities yeah. to stay salty <laughs> and um, and and to be the recipient of others who are. So, yeah, I think those are probably the best ways to do it. Yeah. Um, so that you lend yourself well. Uh, I love the frequent the sacraments as often as you can. We're middle of Lent. Please, please, please at least go to confession once uh, before Easter. You won't regret it. You'll enjoy it. And then try to go to Mass as much as possible. But we need we need people back at Mass. We need people even watching Mass. That's okay. Just... The importance of the Eucharist and spiritual communion is vital in our spiritual health. Yeah. Yeah. Deanne, would you like to end us with a prayer? Put you on the spot. To. Oh, no, perfect. Only to. because I've heard her pray. Oh, perfect. Good. I know how good she is. Oh, no. This the Holy Spirit. Come, please. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, we give you thanks for your very presence, your constant presence, constantly working good in each of our lives. And we just, we ask the Holy Spirit to just always invoke his blessing on us and just take us by the hand. Maybe we'd be led more closely and fully united with Jesus, with your sacred heart. We ask for um, Our Lady's protection over David and Jody as they Bring others to um, just be brought closer to you, Jesus, and to to really build this community. And prayers for protection for Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish and all parishioners. And um, just a really sacred and restorative Lent. And um, Jesus, that we may really submit to your will and to give you praise in all things. We ask Jesus in your name and always through our beautiful Blessed Mother's intercession. Amen. 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 Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Stay salty. My pleasure. Thank (laughs) you.